Hey, everybody. Welcome to Texas Three Step, sponsored by Texas Sports Life. We've got a great show in store for you this week. Tyler, tell them what's going to happen. Yeah, we got the NBA playoffs starting, which is awesome. Uh, the MLB is chaotic, as always. And then uh, NFL, there's some crazy stuff going on with that. We got some injuries, and we also got players returning from injuries. So we'll give you an update on that. It will be a great show today, guys. We are excited. All right. We're going to kick off this episode today with an edition of Q Stories. Take it away, Quentin. Woo! All right, guys. I got a good one for you. <laughs> All right. So when I was, uh, I was a kid, maybe like 12, 13 years old, uh, I always liked to mess with my dad. I was a little turd. And so uh, I, was, I was pushing my dad's buttons, and uh, I made him mad, and he started chasing me out the door. Well, simultaneously, when I was doing that, I was listening to my little iPod shuffle, you know, little rounds or little square cube things where you could only go like left and right or play and pause. Well, he chased me straight out the door and uh, I turned around and I just chunked this iPod shuffle at him and I hit him straight in the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I hit my dad straight in the nuts. His left nut swelled up. I know because I saw it. <laughs> why, why are you was, looking down there? Uh, Dude, I, I had to look at it. He said it would look and like a giant the story goes off the rails. You had to look at it. You it had was to a, look at it. It's rolled up to the size, but great. Look at it. <laughs> look at <laughs> it. Grab this head. Look at it. And uh, a week later, he uh, he had a heart attack because of uh, what I ruptured in his uh, in his testicles. So I gave my dad a heart attack. With an iPod shuffle. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. What are we... So many questions I have. So many questions. First of all, I gotta make my dumb joke. You hit your dad and... hit yeah, You hit your dad's Nana with your shuffle. <laughs> dumb joke. <laughs> boom. Boo. boo. Get off the stage. Uh... My my question is, first of all, what year was this? Oh, it was like 2007, 2008. 2007, 2008. You know, he, he's lucky it wasn't like later in the 2010s when we had these big ass iPhones. You <laughs> oh, know? I know. You, you, you imagine? Just, you would have taken out the pillar and the stones, you know? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was work. That would have been a free vasectomy, though. It yeah, basically. Been, right? No more kids hey, for him. Hey, he already had five. He didn't need any more anyways. I'd do yeah, him a favor. Seriously. The Radford five was enough. <laughs> the Dude, Radford yeah. Five. We got stories for freaking years. We should write a book. Just write a tell-all. <laughs> Y'all yeah. need a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get all five of us on here. Yeah, let let me run it <laughs> just so I can listen. The Texas five-step. <laughs> Texas five-step. No, the Radford five. Radford, Radford five. five. Just yeah. don't sing. You're not I am your host, five. Cody Smith. Maybe... <laughs> Cody Smith. Cody Smith. But, yeah, I gave German my dad a, Yeah, German accent. Uh-huh. I gave my dad a uh, heart attack with a, an iPod. So. Wow, son of yeah. the year. Son of the century. <laughs> son. <laughs> like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I'm like Bam Margera with that man. Uh, yeah, I, I jack with him all the time. Like Bam yeah. and Phil. I, he wanted to be but, like Nomar Garcia Para when he was throwing it and throw a line right at the sweet spot. Yeah. Hey, I was accurate. Yeah, yeah you were. It, it was a strike. He's one of the greatest right the defensive players, isn't he? 
Yeah, one of the best of all time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm one of the best at all time at hitting you in the nuts. <laughs> yes, you are. That is your <laughs> greatest prize. You know, if that, was a co- if that was a competition, you would take gold every year. Shit, put me in the Olympics, man. Put you in the Olympics. Nut I, shots. Tyler about got, murdered me one time because I threw a nerf ball and drilled him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had to get you back. It, it's just reality. If I was going to make sure you had no kids in your life, which honestly would be a great thing for the world, I was going to do it. I was going to do it. Man, hey, sa- with- saves me money. More trips to Disney World. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> wait a minute. So you're going to be this creepy old person with no kids at Disney World? <laughs> Hello, children. I- okay. Actually, I'm going to be Where's like... Where's the uh, correlation in this? I'm going to be like Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow young people. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, you basically are, are your corny-ass jokes. Yeah, if, if anyone sees our social media... The corniest memes are always Cody. I just want to make that by clear. far. By far. What what memes? Oh, just, this, should we go this through is Twitter? Fr- yes, let, let's go. Damn, <laughs> we are off the rails. So I'm si- signing on now. All I see from Cody at all times. We we got a Ryan from the office writing his notebook. Yeah, make, <laughs> a meme for about ten years ago. We we got some Luca love. He's also all the Luca tweets. We, uh, we got actually, the make it rain meme. Is that Philip Seymour Hoffman? Unclear. 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 Hey, I, I got four <laughs> likes on that one, sir. You did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I will take uh, that. I'm one just gonna say I think I've had all our trending tweets. I'm just saying, N- not to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to. Hey, hey the <laughs> one where I made fun of the Rangers last night got some got some decent exposure. Yeah, that was a good one. My my favorite though of the last week is the one we retweeted. It was Ron Swanson as the SEC handing his papers yes. to the guy at the park. That was a good was one. Too good. Uh, so everyone, we're, we just want to let you know we're going to spend this entire episode going through our own tweets. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think we're done with Q stories, right? Yes, we are. Uh, so, we so- gonna, are we going to talk sports, or are we just going to keep? going off the rails now let's let quentin talk a little bit more oh Q, man. T- talk about things go talk about things on the spot go <laughs> oh deuteronomy no De- deuteronomy <laughs> this is not an episode for osvaldo another shout out talk about the bro code the bro code oh there ain't no bro code when you're going down bro, bro. that used to be a good show anyways you never saw it <laughs> you never saw the show bro code on MTV, oh, I thought you were talking about. We're talking. Uh, we're not about giving MTV shout outs here. They have enough money. Yeah, they're trash now, anyways. Even though we've said MTV four times in a row, there we did. Yeah, are we talking yeah. about MTV? We're not. They need spon- to give us money. We're not sponsored by MTV, but we are sponsored by Texas Sports Live. I'm yeah. sponsored by MTV. Oh, you are. Yeah, real world. Are we, are, we're not getting that money. No shit. No, that. <laughs> not sharing my MTV uh, money with you. Wow. Okay. Just cheap. <laughs> so cheap. <laughs> I see how it is. Ooh, Tyler, I want to make a joke I'd make for you, but. Oh, I know. I know. And I want to uh, make it too. But anyway. resist. <laughs> you, you are going to resist. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you keep resisting and let's talk some NBA if we can. All right. So today the Bucks lost by 12 to the Magic. Uh, Vucevic, uh, I guess that's how you say his last name. I don't know. 
Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> sure. Uh, he had 35 and 14. Uh, he was dominant for the Magic. Uh, they're now up one nothing on the one-seed Bucks. Uh, what what I read uh, that was kind of interesting, the Bucks lost uh, their first playoff game to the Magic. And in 2019, the Raptors also lost their first playoff game to the Magic. So does that mean Milwaukee is going to win the championship against a heavily favorited L.A. team? No. <laughs> more, more than likely no. not. You know, I got in an argument with someone on Twitter about this, but I, I don't see it being... Obviously, it's not going to repeat. That'd be crazy. But 2020 is crazy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that should happen. But Milwaukee looks extremely vulnerable right now. And I've been saying this since the beginning of playoffs. When Gian- everything's centered around Giannis, and when Giannis, Giannis isn't playing, Giannis, sorry, Giannis, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> everything's centered around Giannis. And if you can kind of separate him from the team, if you can kind of let him do his thing, but if you dominate the rest of the team and make sure they struggle, like it's an easy way. So you're saying give, uh, give Giannis COVID. That's the only way to beat the Bucks. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. I'm not uh, that was an endorsement. That. I'm not I heard you say I'm not. So did I. Uh, Drake, Drake's going to be showing up into the bubble with COVID to give it to Giannis. Drake. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started about him. <laughs> Who's he rooting for in this playoffs? Who yes. Knows? But the Bucks, they're not as good of a shooting team as some of the other teams in the East. They're also not as good of a defensive team. It's really just kind of a thing where – Giannis is just so unstoppable. Like you devote so much attention to him that yeah. it just kind of changes the way you play. It's really just going to be a matter of who has the best defenders that can stop the other four Bucks players from that are on the court from going off. Because Ex- exactly, and I, I've been saying it's Toronto. Toronto has the best defense in the East, and they they dominated the other day. Um, let me pull up that score real quick. They beat the Nets 134 to 110. Um, the scoring was pretty spread out like usual. Like they're very just across the board, they're very good, very consistent. While I'm trying to. F- <laughs> I clicked the wrong tab. Well, Anyways, Tyler didn't Fred- have his links open. <laughs> yeah, I had the wrong links open, but. Rhett would be disappointed. Just notable, notable um, performer. Fred Van Vliet had 30 points and 11 assists. He's he's bought he's blossomed into a star yep. for them, one of their little guy stars. He ha- he really has since college. He's been just such a good player. He's just so talented in so many different ways. And, and where did he, he go to college? He played Wichita State. Wichita okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and he's he's one of those guys like he came in the league with a chip on the shoulder, you know, because he didn't come from one of these blue blood programs, and he's yeah. done everything Toronto's needed. He really has. Yep. Uh, so, gonna jump. Let's jump from uh, Bucks and Raptors over to the over to LeBron, who said the Blazers aren't the normal number eight seed. LeBron James. LeBron James. I completely agree with that. Uh, the Blazers, especially now that Nurkic is back, they're they're probably, I would say, a top six seed team in the West at full strength and. Lillard is playing like very pissed off right now with a uh, four. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. A shout out to Clippers. Yep. Uh, who are not right, playing well right now. Oh yeah. 
Right, right now the Clippers or the Trailblazers are up six over the Lakers with four and a half minutes left in the second. And this is getting recorded on Tuesday night, so everyone knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So right before it's posted the, on Wednesday. Yep. yep. Make a oh, prediction now. What? Make, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, sir. We have a script. <laughs> Stick uh, to the scripts. <laughs> Actually, ESPN has the Blazers at a 67.1% chance to win this game. Well, that's, that's two off of 69, and I was about to say nice. Uh, so close. I'm sorry. I'm sorry ES- to disappoint you. ESPN, no fun, as usual. Yeah. I can but, go um, on rants about ESPN, but no, don't get me started on that. Oh, we got we got some rants coming, so we'll we'll save that energy. Keep for your rants in bit. your pants. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so, talking about this matchup with the Lakers and the Blazers, um, yeah, Lakers are definitely vulnerable. They're going to win the series, but are the, they? The, I, I think so. What I've been seeing from Portland is obviously they got Dame Time and McCollum, and they're great scores defensively. They're not very good. They really uh, aren't. Whiteside's a good defender, isn't he? Well, Whiteside's good at blocking. He's not. If you pull him out and pick and rolls, he's a liability. Okay. There's a reason why they don't play him as much down the stretch. But well, they also um, have Nurkic, who's a better player. Nurkic is a better player. He's Nurkic has been great for them. But um, when they played Memphis, like they're giving up a lot of points to this young team. Yeah. And, and they were struggling to cover the pick and roll, which the Lakers love. They love doing LeBron AD pick and rolls. Yeah, and, I thought. Go ahead. And just like <laughs> when your best defender on your team is Carmelo Anthony, that should be <laughs> concerning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he's setting the tone, you definitely should be concerned. I, I think that's, oh, geez. I just saw Kuzma hit off the side of the backboard. Uh, <laughs> Kuz gonna Kuz, but I, I think Lakers gonna win the series because at the end of the day, they're a better defensive team. Oh, another on the backboard. Golly, I genuinely back, think that uh, back and forth. that if there were more conjugal visits in this uh, in this bubble here, you'd see a oh. lot more magic happen. <laughs> oh, literally, I'm talking Disney <laughs> magic right there. No, it, I think <laughs> if we're looking at. If we're looking at either of the one seeds, I think the Bucks are more vulnerable than the Lakers. Oh, I really sure. do. Cody, what do you think on that? Who uh, would you think most likely to lose? I, I think the Lakers are more likely to lose because just because Portland is s- such a better team. I'm talking one. We're talking one versus eight, right? Yeah, one versus eight. Yeah, Portland's such a better team, and they're playing so well right now. Even though they don't play defense, uh, uh, Portland would sweep uh, would sweep Orlando the Magic. Uh, they pro- Portland would probably take Milwaukee to like seven. Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. I, I think the reason why I just give an edge is I think Orlando's just a little bit better matchup against the Bucks than the Blazers are against the Lakers. But um, I, I think just like. With the Lakers, they want to kind of drag the pace a little bit, slow it down, run half-court offense. That slower game doesn't really play to the Blazers as well. Yeah, I'll that's tell true. you. I'll tell you who kept their pace. The Seven Suns players with that Instagram model. Huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn, we're jumping to that. All right. All right. 
Now let's jump back to basketball. If I'm the, trail, if I'm the trailblazers, I'm going after. Uh, I'm spending my mid-level exception this year on a defensive player, uh, someone that can start at the two or three and be a defensive, or a three or four and be a defensive uh, guy, plug-in guy for you, like your Pat Beverly. Who are you saying this for? I didn't hear the the team name. <laughs> the Trailblazers. It is Trailblazers. Yeah, they're going to definitely off this season. They're going to need to find a defensive stopper. Yeah, for sure. They. Yeah, that's just kind of the problem. It's like, who do you have to guard someone like LeBron or Paul George or Kawhi? Like, they don't really have someone who can step up and do that right now. Their their four and five spots are relatively young guys. Especially, I forget the name of their number four guy, but I think he's a rookie. He just got into the starting lineup. Gary Trent Jr.? Oh, not Gary Trent Jr., the other guy that they come in and play at four. Uh, let me go to their box score real quick. That's kind of when they go small ball. But, um, Gabriel? Yeah, Gabriel. He's he's a young guy. I think he's from New Mexico State, I want to say. Could be wrong uh, about that. You're getting that New Mexico plug in. Shout out to New Mexico. Shout out to Matt Powell who helped me in the MMA show. Shout out Saturday. to Walter White. Shout out to Walter White. Shout out to uh, El Pinto. Okay, I'll stop. And shout out to no my more. dad for that story at the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, right, let, let's move on from the Lakers. Uh, let's talk about the Rockets. Uh, they pretty they took down the uh, Thunder pretty easily today without Russell Westbrook, who's. Uh, maybe out for the entire series. What do you think of that, Tyler? Yeah, I, I said this to you earlier. I think the Rockets are better, honestly, when Russell Westbrook's not on the court, uh, at least against OKC. I think what I saw today in the game is just like a little bit more ball movement, a little bit more spreading around, hitting threes. I, I think when you have Russ and James Harden in there, it's kind of who's going to dominate the ball. And it takes away from the other good role players that they have. Um, and against the OKC team where it's just Chris Paul dominating the ball constantly. And they want to play this half court thing where Chris Paul just runs around and whatever. It, it's tough when on the other side, you have to guard the Rockets, just spreading the ball around and hitting threes at a fast pace. Yeah. Do you yeah. think the Rockets would be better with a guy like that's like a stretch for like, maybe a Sabonis and get rid of Russell Westbrook, bring in Sabonis and then another guard that doesn't need the ball at all times, but can be like a defensive stopper for him. Yeah. I've been saying this for years. Like when they went to Chris Paul and then they went to Russ, like the best team they had was when they had uh, Ariza and it was just James Harden's team. Yeah. I always like that team was with, uh, with Russ over there. Yeah, and Chris Paul. Like yeah. you can't have you can't bring in another guy that dominates the ball because James Harden dominates it so much. Yeah, like, exactly. You gotta have someone like Trevor Ariza who's a great shooter and a great defender and a just really great leader and does whatever you need for the team. You need more of those guys. They're kind of they're not star players, but they're not necessarily role players. They're they're kind of like Carmelo right now, where they're they're doing everything the team needs to win. And they're giving you probably 10 to 15 a night scoring. Yeah. Like they need that and they, they need more defensive stoppers. I don't mind the the small ball play that they they've kind of come up with. I think that works. 
it's just the guys they have in place doesn't necessarily work. Yeah, especially with Russ out there, it it just gets too clogged up at times because you you basically have to make possessions where one possessions for Russ, one possessions for Harden. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the way it is. You're just trading off. And it's, it's the same thing I saw with Golden State when they brought in KD. It's like all of a sudden they're slowing down the ball movement for these ISO plays. Golden State's going to be a fun team next year if they get uh, a good player in the draft. Right. Or they get Giannis. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God, I hope Giannis doesn't go there. Yeah, well, no, Giannis is coming to Dallas, so we're good. There. I, I am so excited for next year. The, the fact that Golden State kind of just, they're taking this year off, it's caused every single team to kind of step up and get really good. Next yeah. year is going to be like one through eight in both conferences is going to have a chance. I don't know about the East. Maybe not quite. With the, I'd say one through six, maybe, but definitely the West for sure. The yeah. West is loaded. But if you look at like the East, like the Bucks are going to be good. Celtics are going to be good. Raptors are going to be good. Magic and, uh, or not Magic, sorry. The Heats and the Pacers are getting better and better. And yeah. they're going to be dangerous next year. And Bro- Brooklyn's going to. They were the seventh seed. They're going to be getting KD and Kyrie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, like, you look at these young guys. Karis LeVert is great. Jared Allen is a monster. Can uh-huh. you imagine having him in there? So you got Kyrie and KD isoing, and then all of a sudden Jared Allen's getting these offensive boards and just dunking on people. Yeah, and the, are they going to have DeAndre Jordan coming off the bench? Yeah, they might. Watch out! Trading. They're gonna be on your heads. They're gonna be, <laughs> they're gonna be uh, dunking on you, and they're gonna be hanging your their nuts on your shoulders. As <laughs> this one coach used to tell me, when I could kind of dunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Br- Brooklyn. If they're healthy next year, they could be a top three seed in the East. May- maybe even more. I-, I wouldn't go that far. I could say top five because I-, I think. They're the top of the East is just they're not going anywhere. The, those teams are not changing, and they're just going to keep getting better. All all they have to do is be better than Boston. It, I I think Brooklyn next year they're still going to have to work with like the cohesion of Kyrie and KD, and then because both those guys are also big ISO players, that that's going to slow them down a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're going to have a lower ceiling than the top three teams. Yeah, it'll, so, be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Wait, what do you think of the paint the paint dry series, also known as Miami versus Indiana? Indiana. I don't know what you've been talking about. Like, I I enjoy the heck out of it because there's so many just fun young guys in that. Yeah, uh, I don't get that either, Cody. I like that no, too much. <laughs> I just like to make make fun of both of those teams. Uh, today's game was actually really good. Jimmy Butler uh, hitting those two daggers. That was that was awesome. Butler has been amazing in Miami. It's been a perfect spot for him. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, it's kind of like it's turned in his team. He's had a room for it to be his team and he can kind of lead them to what he wants to be. He, he's no longer in the 70 with the 76ers and where it's just, but of strong personalities kind of butting heads all the time. He, he gets to be the alpha dog in that program and he gets to long, uh, lead these young guys like Tyler Hero, who's just, Wets from three, just amazing. He's just, 
he is my hero. He really is. You know, he, he makes a white man like me proud because <laughs> I, I, I wish I could shoot the three like that, but I was never that great of a three point shooter. You still can't jump. I could jump though. You I can broke jump? the stereotype. Yeah, I used to be able to dunk, kind God. of. Oh Steph yeah, on, a, on an eight Steph, goal. I mean, I'm six two, so I don't know what to tell uh, you. I'm sorry. What's your record against me in twenty one? Uh, I never lost. That was Christian McNeil. Shout out to Christian. (laughs) (laughs) I never lost you in 21. And to my knowledge, I was putting everyone on skates in 21. I want to make that clear. Especially Jonathan Thomas. Shout out to Jonathan Thomas. I I was two and one (laughs) in 21, sir. And those were against Christian. Remember, I was working. I was going in and out. One was against, that's what she said. One was against Christian. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I lost to my 13-year-old nephew today in basketball, so I can't talk. That's kind of yeah. sad. So, uh, Christian's... He's tall as me! How I'm would you describe five Christian foot 11 and that kid's already player, my height. Uh, Christian is, like most things, he's kind of all talk. You know, his three is not bad. It's just kind of like he doesn't elevate, and it's kind of like it's kind of a line drive. If he got elevate and got arc on the shot, he'd actually be pretty good. His handles are decent. You know, I was I was a little impressed. I gotta say, I was expecting the, him to be a bum. I was expecting him to be Michael Scott out there, but or Stanley. But he was, he was decent. And, he, and he lost to the Michael Scott. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it, was uh, it was so great. He probably scored about forty points, but kept, kept getting tipped in. He kept getting tipped back in. Yep, dude, he was losing. He was losing it. <laughs> that's amazing because we play we're at 11 you can call fouls and stuff but it's a free-for-all until someone gets to 11 then that person gets to 11 they can call whatever they want so i called him on travel and he lost it our our games used to be fun just like the no rules just make up rules on the fly as soon as we got to 11 it was fun it really was it was awesome uh, uh, I miss the I miss the homies. I miss playing at the Y. It's a shame. <laughs> and by Y, I mean HBU gym. Shout out to HBU. <laughs> is it open? <laughs> Could you go play basketball there? It's. I think it's kind of open, but like you have to reserve a time to play or something like that. It's stupid. Okay. But any, anyways, let's get back to the the real professionals because we're a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> uh, let's scrubs. let's talk the Mavs basketball a little uh, bit. You mean officials basketball? Sure. Yes, and also inconsistent Mavs usual inconsistencies. We can talk about yeah, that too. I, well, we'll move on to that uh, here in a minute. I I disagree with them being inconsistent, but uh, Lucas set the playoff record for a point scored in a debut with forty two last night. Uh, aside from the turnovers, he looked really good. I, for a while, I thought he was going to get a quadruple double with points, rebounds, assists, and turnovers. Yeah, that, that's kind of the one area of his game so a little concerned about. He does turn it over a good amount, but I think it's more the Clippers make him turn it over because he has a lot of games. Yeah, where he but turn that it is over that often. But that is a good point. The Clippers' defense is ferocious. When yeah. you have Pat Beverly on you, just breathing, literally breathing on your neck, Lance Stevenson style. <laughs> with with you know, he probably has hot breath. Like he's he's got to have hot breath. <laughs> Absolutely, just blowing Absolutely. ears. Yeah, exactly. And and you probably have Lou Will coming in there with his lemon pepper wing breath too mm. as well, breathing down your neck. It, it, it's, Don't it, you say it's, mm. that's disgusting. No, uh, okay. So wh- whenever I go, oh, or something after lemon pepper, it, it's from the money hack on GTA because the guy goes, lemon pepper, 
Ooh. That's, that's something a reference. For oh, I know. <laughs> one of my such a narrow base no, like, for that <laughs> reference. Listen to the show and said, I'm disappointed. Like the two people get that. Yeah, he said, I was disappointed you didn't uh, mention it in the show. So I, I had to start doing it to give him a shout out. Shout out Trevor and Connor, I guess, if you listen. Damn, we are shouting out everyone. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Let me let me go through my phone contacts. Shout out my uh, brother. No, no, Play the Jimmy no. Fallon uh, thank you thank you note music. Bum, bum, should, should I start bum, slapping bum. the table really hard to yeah. make it really feel like Jimmy Fallon? Well, start la- start with yeah. a fake laugh. <laughs> there we go. But Thank anyways, you, getting back to the getting back to the Mavs, how how do you think they looked overall? If you would give them a grade, how would you grade their first game? Uh, Refs aside and all that. After the way that they start, okay, from based on the way they started until the Porzingis ejection, I give them an A. And then after Porzingis uh, was ejected, I'd probably give them a B because they still kept made it a game uh, after he lost the lead though. Did they not? Yeah, but still they they still played well without their second best player who was a uh, all bubble second team guy. Yeah, that's the one thing I've noticed. Well, one of the few things I've noticed about the Mavs is they're not very deep. It seems like, and because they, they depend a lot on KP and Luca if you take them out of the game, they're kind of done for, it seems like. Yeah, they have a lot of guys that are real streaky. Like, at times, they can be deep. But uh, if Tim Hardaway Jr. is breaking everything like he was last night, and... Uh, you really, yeah, you made a great point. They're such a streaky team. Yeah. You got Seth, Seth Curry, you got Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, you got both. My, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. <laughs> Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Can't believe that. Yeah, that's that. That team is going to need to get built up a little bit better in the off season, I think. Yeah, uh, they'll have that mid level exception uh, to use this year, and then I'm excited for the off season after that because they get Hardaway salary off the books. They'll have Courtney Lee's salary off the books and a couple others, and uh, they should have enough money to contract to someone yeah get rid of tim (laughs) get rid of tim hardaway jr i I wouldn't mind having tim hardaway jr for like 12 million but he's making over or he's making making way too much and he's just so inconsistent he was part of that he's an okay six man he was part of that summer where everybody just got ridiculously max contract right yeah it was when the salary cap jumped up and he had all these scrubs making ridiculous amounts of money yeah, emphasis on the scrub when we're talking Tim Hardaway Jr. We're not talking <laughs> that, TLC. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Nick Batum make like thirty million a year that summer? Bro, where is where's Nicholas Batum? So I was thinking, where's Batum and where the hell is Chandler Parsons now? Uh Chandler oh, you didn't hear about Chandler Parsons? And, and where's Tabo Stephalosha? <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, those guys those guys that started like many games but they really do much for the team where's my boy jimmer <laughs> jimmer he's still i think in china he's gone oh he i gone. did see a video of him tearing it up in china <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude he's just dropping buckets on people's heads That's it's great. just not fair over there <laughs> so he, he's but, like a legend over there him and stefan marbury <laughs> batum he played three and a, or he averaged three and a half points a game in twenty two games. He played twenty three minutes a game. 
He shot. And that boy used to be like a player that people thought were like was a really good role player. He shot thirty four percent. Oh jeez. <laughs> they they brought that scrub back, uh, Joe Kim Noah though. Joaquin. Joaquin. <laughs> Worst jump shot of all time. Oh no, no let me jump that's to Sean Chandler. <laughs> oh yeah. Sean Mary made it. He did sometimes. make it though. That's a good point. But it was so no, sorry, ugly. it's probably it's probably Michael Kidd, Girl Chris, or Markel Foltz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> jumping back to Chandler Parsons, Tyler. He uh he, he was in a car wreck like at the beginning of the NBA season. Uh I think his NBA career is over. Oh, seriously? I yeah. didn't hear that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just remember those. You remember when they had Sports Nation on on ESPN? Uh-huh. He he used to be on there a lot because they just like loved him because Michelle Beadle like thought he was fine as hell, so he was <laughs> on there a lot, and she was just gushing over him. So did Mark He's, Cuban. Yeah, that's why he gave him all that money. In his defense, he was worth the money, but eh. he he was a good player at one point. But well, that shark almost changed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Par- Parsons had a good two years with Dallas. Mm. No, he played 66 and 61 mm. games. He averaged 14. He averaged 14.7 a game. That's solid, honestly. Yeah. Mm. But he, what, with he was never as good as everyone thought he'd be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that really, after that last loaded year Florida Houston. team, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, what? Let's jump back to the Mavericks. <laughs> what y'all think of that call? Uh, the technical on Porzingis. LeBron and Soft. Dirk weren't happy. Oh my Soft. goodness! Terrible, Soft. terrible, 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 terrible. I don't think yeah. anyone's happy. No, it was, just, it was so soft. The, even the Clipper players. Uh, Marcus Morris is like, yeah, that's not a technical foul. I think he said that after the game. It, it's ridiculous, man. I would love if they had a rule in there, like if in the heat of the moment, the opposing team was like, "Yeah, that's not technical." They could just take that away. Yeah. No, the opposing team's gonna say it's. Yeah, they're gonna take it every time, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. If only there's like an unwritten rule for that or something. (laughs) So, so let's. I'm gonna jump to a little rant about how bad the officials are. The officials really wanted really want the LA versus LA Western Conference Finals so bad that they're going to uh, they don't care who they're going to run. Like, they blew their whistles enough to get the Trailblazers to the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised if they took care of Portland to make sure LA beats them. And we're seeing it with the Clippers and Mavericks, so it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the LA Dallas series works out in regards to the officials, but uh, officials really haven't had a, that nice of a love connection with the Mavericks over the years. Uh, they, they're not a fan of complaining uh, and the Mavericks are professionals with that. What? So Luca loves to complain. Every time he goes into the paint, he'll get a little tap. He gets fouled. Uh, he thinks he gets fouled. He yells at the officials, and they don't call anything. It's ridiculous. He doesn't get the James Harden treatment like a superstar should. Not sure why. It may be because it's only a second year in the league, but it's ridiculous. And this thing goes back to 2006 when the Mavericks played the Heat. They were up 2 nothing. The officials were like, all right, this is over. We're done with Mark Cuban. And uh, 
Dwayne Wade shot 64 free throws and three of the Heat's wins. And uh, one of their wins was a blowout, so he didn't need to shoot that many free throws. He shot 64 free throws. And the Mavericks shot 74 in those three games. Wade shot 10 fewer free throws than the Mavs in three games. So you're saying for all this time, they've been screwing over the Mavs. Yes. <laughs> Whenever the Mavs, when the Mavs run their mouths. What mouth, a leap. Yeah. What a damn leap. <laughs> when the Mavs run their mouths, the NBA gets tired of them. Cuban's been running his mouth since Luca came back. And he's, and you can tell uh, in the last two minute reports of games, they're all like, uh, a lot of them have had, we talked about this in I think the first or second episode. There have been a lot of calls that, have uh, gone toward or gone in the against the Mavs in the last I two have minutes. A counter to this. Sure, Dirk's magical run. Yeah, that's why I said whenever the Mavs are complaining and stuff, because Cuban didn't say a word during that championship run. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it, it seems like. Oh, it seems like with a lot of these teams, they the refs kind of ref these teams a little bit differently. Like Rockets are calling more, Mavs are not. Lakers is kind of a toss-up. Um, they definitely call more calls when LeBron's on TV, it seems like, which is usually what's happening. But it, it seems like there's an unwritten rule like among officials. Like, hey, we're going to judge these people a little bit differently if they start bitching. Yeah, it's, and- Luca has a tendency to complain after everything, which you, if someone's complaining to you about something, are you really going to adjust what you're doing or is it just going to make you ignore them if they're constantly complaining? Yeah. And I, I think in this case, the refs are like, no, we're just going to ignore you. Yeah. Stop exactly. complaining. You haven't earned that. Yeah. It's he, really weird. It, it's, it's weird in these sports where you just kind of have these little nuances that kind of determine the sport. They're just kind of, I don't know, human error, I'd say, in a lot of ways. I say we just take refs out of sports. Let them handle it. Let's do it. This <laughs> yeah, we talked no about rules. it last week. No rules. <laughs> I want malice in the palace every game. Damn right. <laughs> I want to see hockey malice players take the their bubble. skates off and stab somebody. Malice in the bubble. There's no fans, so they just go to the TV monitors Dude, and start punching it. Hockey would be so much fun. They're gonna, oh, absolutely. They're going to semi-pro this shit and just, uh, and just have fights during commercial breaks. oh that'd be great it really would for real (laughs) but uh anyways we've more than covered nba but we kind of touched on unwritten rules in nba it seems like the common thing in mlb right now has been unwritten rules cody you want to kind of explain what's been going on yeah so what happened with the unwritten rules is apparently I've never heard of this one before, but Rangers manager Chris Woodward says there's an unwritten rule where the uh, where if you are down in account 3-0 with the bases loaded, you're supposed to take the pitch, even if it's a strike right down the middle, regard uh, if you're winning big. Uh, I've never heard of that rule before. Uh, I, I don't know why the players should take that into account count if your pitcher's doing horribly and throws you a strike right down the middle you should for sure hit the ball as far as you want uh because in the end it's uh it's going to mess up your stats if you swing and just pop it up 
uh, he wouldn't have complained if Tati swung and just hit a pop-up to shortstop. But I guess since it was a home run, he was mad about it. What well, are your thoughts is, on this, Quinn? The thing is that, I mean, it's not really ever been a rule by any means. It's more of like, hey, hey, don't swing on 3-0. That's what a coach tells you to do. So I don't know why he thinks that that's some type of like respect thing. Or Tingler, Jace Tingler, his own manager, went out and called him out about it too. And yeah. Woodward, and so uh, Giabo, the pitcher that gave it up, actually ended up throwing at Machado right after. Uh, throwing behind Machado right after. And I guess it was instructed by Woodward. But uh, Woodward was suspended for uh, for Tuesday night's game. And uh, Giabo was uh, suspended was supposed to be suspended for three games. But he is uh, he is appealing it. I, I absolutely think that it is. I mean, you can't. So look at this. You have guys that 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 are inciting the in, uh, lighting the baseball world on fire, and they're bringing some people back to the sport that that might have left the sport. And you got you've got these players that are just young, exciting studs in the game, like like Tatis, like Tatis, like Tim Anderson, or I don't know, like Ronald Acuna Jr., yeah, Trevor uh, Bauer, Aaron Judge, yeah, just guys that are fun exciting people that actually want to bring their personality to the game and that's something that baseball lacks that's why it was so popular back in the 90s and, yeah, with griffey yeah with griffey selling out video games and just being so personable and you lack that with players now because your best player in baseball is trout and trout's quiet as hell <laughs> yeah he's he's not very marketable at all no he's not he's just a everyman kind of guy who's just happens to be a superstar at baseball and so they they really need to stop trying to do this kind of stuff where they where they're silencing players and and really it's just makes them look idiotic because you don't see this in any other sport really and they're just so behind the times with these archaic points of views on on celebrating and actually showing who you are and i think fans just want to see that more and more and you know nba and mlb have an advantage here with over over like football because you can actually see these players faces and their expressions at all times you know and so i just i don't know i I think that they really need to stop stop letting this kind of these kind of things happen and these these managers and old school guys need to need to shut up especially especially when they pulled up a video of a dodgers player hitting a hitting a grand slam or hitting a home run on a three and no count with the same exact score and uh, he was round the bases, and guess who was congratulating him? Chris Woodward. Exactly. Yeah. So he's a hypocrite. And not only that, last year, the Rangers – now, I'm a Rangers fan, so, but I'm still, I'm still going to be as critical as possible. Last year, they allowed, a, they allowed a, uh, an easy pop-up to drop in the infield just so, uh, just so Mike Miner could get his 200 strikeout. That's Bush League ball in itself. So it's yep. like, do you want to have fun? Or do you want to play Bush League ball? Because if you're going to play Bush League ball, don't throw him a freaking uh, pitch straight down the middle on 3-0 anyways. Just walk the guy. Yeah, and baseball is one of those sports. Uh, I tweeted it. You may have seen it. And if you don't follow us on Twitter, what are you doing? Uh, Seriously. <laughs> yeah. uh, baseball is one of those sports where you you can be down 10. No lead is safe. You can be down 10 nothing, and then a team can just get hot on offense and score 11 runs the next inning or two innings and take the lead there's no clock in baseball baseball you have 27 outs and it doesn't matter what combination or how many outs you take to score your runs oh absolutely. you have as much time as you need absolutely and it's just all these damn unwritten rules man just stop all of them yeah q i find it funny um i saw jeff Passon's tweet on twitter and i'm not really a baseball guy but his tweet cracks me up. 
he, he said, uh, if they actually wrote out the unwritten rules, they'd realize how stupid they are. Oh, I thought well, that was freaking hilarious. 100%, man. All of these things are so dumb. They're just getting mad about, about things that aren't even like a thing. It's, I don't care if somebody's going to walk across the back of your freaking pitcher's mound or show you up. I don't care. If you don't want them to show you up, don't, don't let them pimp you up for a home run. Don't let them go yard on you. You know, like it's, it's just angry little bullshit. It's not your fault it's you're so, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is their fault. They're garbage. <laughs> but, Seriously. Yeah. Do you think um, part of it was just they're mad because they're losing in this scenario? 100%. 100%. They're just salty and they just had to come up with some BS unwritten rule to kind of explain it. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of that rule. Have you heard of that one, Quentin? It's not a rule. It's never been a rule. No, I've never rule. heard anybody say you can't swing on 3-0. They just say don't mess it up. If you are going to swing, swing at the perfect pitch. Yeah. And he did. He freaking <laughs> yeah. banged that. He freaking went yak on him. Like... <laughs> So, I don't know, man. I, I think that's really stupid. And I, even as a Rangers fan, I will, I will not support that. I, I think it's bad for the growth of baseball. And I hate when these old school guys try to make it some little piss contest and see who can get angry about some dumb thing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, we covered on that part. Let's let's go on to uh, to some other baseball news. Uh, Cleveland is just still being a absolute S show. <laughs> um, it is Cleveland. Huh? It is Cleveland. It is Cleveland. That's right. <laughs> Cleveland yeah. going to Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. going to Cleveland. That is for sure. Yeah. They're honestly, they're, they're talking about cl- trading Clevenger or please Uh, the whole team's still mad at them. Trevor Bauer has been tweeting every day. Uh, I no. mean, honestly, it wouldn't be a terrible idea to trade one of those guys because they, well, Trevor Bauer's not there anymore. Well, yeah, I know, but Trevor Bauer's still tweeting about it constantly because uh, he's like the spokesperson for baseball now. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's been kind of, kind of uh, shitting on them a little bit about all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be a terrible idea for the, for Cleveland to trade, trade one of those guys because they need some, they need some hitters. I mean, they they have to dress that that six forty two OPS. That is the uh, the worst in the AL. Um, I mean, that, yeah. some teams need some rotation help too. I mean, the Braves, the Angels, or the D backs will love them, and they have some outfielders in the top one hundred pipeline. And that's exactly what the Cleve- what the Cleveland Indians need. Yeah, and right now Cleveland is has the second fewest runs scored in the American League, uh, behind only Toronto. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I I I think that they have they have the potential to be a really really solid team, but it's just they they have some problems with the sticks. So. Yeah, I mean, some other teams having problems with the sticks is right here in Texas. <laughs> Give a little insight to the Rangers, Cody. Uh, well, the Rangers they're just one of those hit or miss teams. Either they're playing really well or not. Uh, their pitching staff has been hit or miss, except for Lance Lynn, who's been incredible. Uh, their bats, uh, I write about their bats almost every week for Sport DFW, uh, how their bats are just inconsistent. Uh, they'll have a couple games where they struggle to put runs together, and then they'll have a stretch where they're winning games by a lot. Like right now, they have a three-game losing streak, and 
they're sitting at 10 and 12, uh, two and a half games behind the Astros for the second spot in the division. Yeah, what's even worse is uh, they shouldn't even be have a record like that. They have 85 runs scored to uh, to 112 runs allowed, and really, uh, if you go by the Pythagorean uh, win loss thing that they do, uh, it says their record actually should be eight and 14 instead of uh, 10 and 12. And so they've been getting by off of some really good outings by like Lance Lynn, and then their bullpen just blows everything else, and so. Well, it, their late game bullpen's been good. Yeah, the late game. Yeah, they have a good good back end for their uh, for their seven, eight, and nine. But they they've had guys like Lyle step out here and uh, not be able to even take them that far. And so they just uh, yeah. they've been getting blown out, or they're winning the game by like one run. Jesse Chavez has been absolute garbage. Uh, got Jibel, whatever whatever his last name is. Uh, that three game suspension probably is actually going to help the team more than hurt it because he's been so bad. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, he has been, he's been really bad. And honestly, yeah, I, I saw, I saw he was getting suspended and I kind of got excited that he was leaving. Uh, he was getting kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but if you look at the very back end, I mean, Montero is looking like an absolute stud. And yeah. uh, Jonathan Hernandez is looking pretty good too. So that's they, they've got some pieces. They always seem to find one or two guys every year that like that can be a really solid bullpen piece. But man, they they've had some trouble put, piecing together the rest of rest of the pitching staff. And it doesn't really matter what year it is. Even the years they were going to the World Series, they still had some issues there. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, Gallo was in a bit of a slump. But it looks like here on Tuesday he. He started hitting out of it a little bit. He had another home run. He now has six on the year. And, you know, oh, man, just take – don't ever play Rognetador again because it looks like uh, – End it. End it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Dietrich is here to stay, and that man has swag. Yeah. He definitely does. That dude – Odor thinks he has runs, swag. Gold chains. <laughs> Eye black indoors. <laughs> I'm a big fan, but, uh, but yeah, staying in Texas right now, Houston has been on a roll. They are, uh, they were seven and one over that homestand and eight seventy five win percentage. It was the best winning percentage of any homestand of eight games or more in Houston's history since going 10 and one, uh, from June 11th or June 1st to June 11th in 1989. So wow. they haven't had a, yeah, they haven't had a homestand wow. like that since 1989. And that's a team that's been to two World Series and won one of them. And, uh, I mean, cheating or not, but still, that's still impressive. Uh-huh. That's even more impressive that, they, that, that that hasn't happened until now since, I mean, even though they cheated. So, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, Al- Altuve still doing terrible. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, they've really, they've really found their stuff, man. And, uh yeah, Zach Grinky was yeah. terrific tonight. Yeah, Zach Grinky was amazing. Um, man, there's there's a couple of guys on the Astros that have really really pulled it together. Yeah, it's starting to look good for Houston. They're only two and a half games behind Oakland right now, uh, so there's a good chance that they could jump back and take over the top spot in the AL West if they keep playing like this, and then if they start to get some sort of production from Jose Altuve. Uh, the oh, division could be over quickly. Cake. I mean, they they have a stud lineup. It's it is a superstar lineup, but 
Uh, I mean, some of these guys, man, if they are, you just, you got to have them pulled together, but they've been having some good pitching outings finally. And it looks like things are starting to really, really take shape for them again to be, to be the contender that they're supposed to be. But other than that, I mean, I don't know if they, I don't know if they can really catch the A's, but the A's are, because the A's are solid, solid team. They're all around good. But, uh, yeah, they need a pitching acquisition to catch them. Yeah, I, I think they might. I really do think they might. So <clears throat> we'll be looking forward if uh, if something like that happens. I don't know how many trades you're going to see in MLB this year. So that's an interesting thing. It's because this shortened season, I don't even know like how long like or how, if anybody's even going to be aggressive enough to actually do that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow that. Uh, also, Alex Bregman started to turn it around. He's up to 267 on the season, so looks like he just got off to Let's a full go. start. Let's go. Academy pride. Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm rolling my eyes right now. Oh, I know you are, but yeah. I got to support the one person that was like successful from my high school for sports. <laughs> Can we Let's kick go. Tyler? Yeah, kick him out of here. <laughs> Why? Because of my one comment during baseball? I see yes. how it is. Yeah. This is supposed to be a democracy. Come on now. No, it's <laughs> it's not. Okay. Hey, I see how it is. Man, it only took one one game. It, this is a stat from five days ago. Now it's changed a little bit, but still, if you you ride on that shame tour, Clint Frazier, it took him one game to uh to accumulate a higher award than Altuve, Bregman, and Springer combined. Granted, Altuve has a minus point point four award right now, so that really <laughs> that really attributed to it. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, let's jump over to the National League. Uh, so the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I don't have. Do you have the numbers on the Cardinals? Uh, like how many games they have to play the last two months of the season with all the doubleheaders oh, and stuff? Man. There is so many games that they're going to have to play doubleheaders in. But like, I think they have. Uh, it's like. 70 games in the last two months of the seat. No, not it can't be 70. Uh, they like pause there. I want to look this up. Oh my gosh, I already had it. I had it right here. Oh, you did? Yeah, I oh. had it. They only, they're only gonna have one one day off the rest of the rest of the schedule and have nine scheduled doubleheaders. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, so that Jasmine, do you have with the Cardinals? So what do you think it's fair for the car or for the other teams that have to play all the double headers against the Cardinals since their players are the ones that screwed it up? I think so. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily fair. There's nothing fair about this season. So it is what it is. And it's just going to have to be played out like that. I mean, the Cardinals are only going to have one day off for the rest of the season and have nine scheduled double headers. And so they're going to have to really, I, man, I don't even know how you even prepare for that. And I think their record is going to end up showing it and it's, yeah. it's, it's not going to be pretty. And I don't see any way that that ends up being well for them. And so, <laughs> and so uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they, uh, I'm sure they're not happy about it, but they're the ones that brought it upon themselves. So I, I honestly think if uh, they really shouldn't, uh, or the MLB shouldn't let the other teams have to go through that. Like instead of double, they should just make the Cardinals play seven games a week the rest of the season, and all those extra games against teams that they missed and stuff. 
just losses, forfeits. I really think that the MLB is trying to keep it in the uh, kind of around the same time period that you would normally ha- normally have a uh, a World Series. I don't think they really want to push it into into the winter too much if they can or so, late fall. No, I'm not fall. saying to yeah. push the season. I'm not saying to push the season back. I'm saying that all the games that they can't play uh, when by the last day of the season are losses for the Cardinals. Like they don't get to make those up. I they they no double headers because. They're the ones that messed up. I would agree with that. I, uh, but you already have a bunch of games where they where they're putting it. They filled in the days that are supposed to be off days for them, and so I. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I'm just saying, no do- no double headers. You're just playing seven days a week until the end of the season, and instead of the what'd you say, seven double headers or whatever, nine double headers. Uh, but yeah, those are nine losses. Have to play double headers too, and so I think, I mean. You just kind of signed up for it. I mean, if you if you, your game gets rained out, you end up playing a doubleheader. You know, if it uh, for many of the times it will. And so I just think it's something that that you go on and play. And now the now the Cardinals are the only ones that are really going to suffer from this because I mean there's seven inning doubleheaders, and so these get these players are that come in and have to play these games against them that are on that are on different teams. They basically just have to play a 14 inning game. And so it's just like a game that went into extras. Now it may be a little extra tired, but at least they still have off days and the Cardinals don't. So I think yeah. it's going to be fine. But yeah, other than that, I think that's really all we really have for baseball today. Yeah, it's it's going to be a short show for football today too. Um, obviously, we're, we haven't gotten to the season yet, but we do have some big news Um Really tough break for the Cowboys this week, and uh, Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy went down with a ruptured right quad tendon in the literally the first practice. He's going to be out for the year, and uh, with that going on, he's basically been released. They had a clause in his contract that if he did tear that quad, he would be able. They'd be able to release him. He's still getting insurance and stuff like that. I think he still gets like three million. Yeah, he yeah, still gets, he gets his three million bonus. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's still tough. Like uh, Gerald McCoy thought this would be a good spot for him, and I think it would have been a very good spot for him for the Cowboys. And now all of a sudden, it's just like it's over. Now like they're that. talking about bringing him back next season. Um, mm-hmm. It was initially supposed to be what was it, a three-year contract, and there was they're they're, yeah. they're talking about bringing him back for next season. And I think that he wants to be back for next season, from what he said and basically these preliminary interviews since this happened. But uh, so I think that he's likely to be back. And I, I mean, he seemed to like it here from his short stint. And so uh, it's good for him that he gets 3 million and, and uh, gets to, gets to stay making money through this time uh, where he's going to be hurt and everything. But man, that sucks. It's a big blow for the Cowboys, but they're also in slightly good news. Jadavion Clowney's still out there. Well, yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, Don Terry Poe just finally passed his physical and he, he just got activated from the, uh, front to the, uh, from the pup list. And so physically unable to perform. And he's, uh, so that's a, that's a big insurance from, uh, from not having McCoy. So that's pretty good. Yeah. How how big of a loss would you guys say this is the Cowboys? Because it doesn't sound like you guys think it's that big of a deal. I think they they went out and got it, made a huge impact signings on their on their defensive end. I mean, they got Everson Griffin, uh, they got Alton Smith, which is kind of a project project. But honestly, from from the early reviews and practice and everything that I've read, he's he looks like he's still in shape and like he can still play football. And with the way they're going to be running the defense now, 
I mean, they're actually going to let be letting uh, D. Law, Demarcus Lawrence, um, and Alton Smith just rush from both sides, standing up, be stand up rushers. Which they're, if you if you're a Cowboys fan, you know how things were under Marinelli. That's the whole reason why the Cowboys chose Taco Charlton over over uh, T.J. T.J. Watt. Watt. Yeah, worst Never draft pick ever. Jeez. <laughs> But uh, yeah. So right. you could take a kicker in the first round, <laughs> right? Jessica? Yeah, that's true. They're really focused true. this year. On they could draft me in the first round. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you do my but, uh, pick. But they really are focused this year on, uh, and it's just a new thing with McCarthy is just actually letting players play to their talent. I think that's amazing because with Garrett, they would always try to Garrett and Marinelli. They would always try to fit things to their scheme, and I just don't think that's a great way to plan things out. Yeah, but there there are some other other big name injuries. If you want me to read them through, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, other than Gerald McCoy, uh, we have uh, Jalen Hurd torn ACL out for year. Robert Alford torn pec out for year. Trey Wayans torn pec out most of the season. Iman Marshall torn ACL out for the year, and Jason uh, Javon Hargrave pec strain out for a few weeks already. Yeah, so we, it's really there's there's also a few more too. I got down. Artie Brown okay. tore ACL. Vince Beagle also had a knee injury. So it's kind of across the board with all these teams. It seems like they're all losing one guy, which really sucks. Yeah, it's, it's really just these players realizing that they don't want to play because of COVID, and the deadline's <laughs> already passed. Oh, so they're going out of their way to blow their knee out. Yeah, let me <laughs> exactly. my ACL real quick. So they can get paid more. Yeah, allegedly. It, it, it's like that one meme: the dude's pointing at his head. You know, they're, they're thinking smart. You know. <laughs> they're, playing, they're playing 32d chess while everyone's playing checkers <laughs> I, I wanted to ask y'all though um because of the covid stuff and because of these big injuries what impact do you think this is going to have that guys are going down early like this so quickly uh, i think it's going to be similar to baseball because baseball we saw a lot of players get injured that first like week or so of the season and then it's kind of it's kind of bottomed out bottomed out except for the Atlanta Braves who seems like they're just getting hammered by injuries now I disagree uh, honestly I really do because you go through every you go through football every year these guys are actually getting a uh, time to uh, an ample the basically almost a normal amount of time to come in and actually train and be ready for the season still like they're just not playing games but they're still there training. And so I, I, I don't know. You always see these camp injuries and you always see three or four just super shocking ones. Now it's all, now we have a little bit more this time, but I don't yeah, know it seems a little bit hotter yeah. than usual. Yeah. yeah. It, it might, it might just early. be an outlier. It could be, but I think it has a little bit to do with COVID though. Yeah. I think you got to understand like with these workouts is very different from, when you're lifting and running and doing all these different things. And then all of a sudden you're running routes and you're covering guys like that. That's a hard thing to do on your own right. at full speed. And it's also hard. Like I, I'm sure there's some of these guys that probably didn't work as hard as they were supposed to. And then oh, already yeah. they're back to it just like that. Absolutely. And then, you, then you throw in COVID conditions where like you got to change where you're sleeping. You got to change kind of like your diet or anything a lot of different factors that could be in play and you're going it and like in like the seahawks and saints and uh some other teams they're they're in bubbles right now yeah i mean the cowboys are doing a bubble too yeah 
Yeah, the the freaking I, I'm not sure if you guys saw Hard Knocks, but I think it was the Rams. They built like a full like facility. They they built their own like giant tent for a locker room and stuff like that. They had a field set down and stuff like that. It, they basically had everything made and set up and ready. But I, I'm sure that's gonna be kind of weird because now you're playing on turf you're not really used to. You're in a locker room you're not used to. Psychologically, that messes you up a little bit too. Yeah, and the different type of field could potentially cause injury issues. Maybe maybe not severe ones, but maybe minor injuries. Hell, Dak Prescott built a football field in his backyard so his players could come train before the seat, before they all all started finally meeting together. He also had parties, didn't he? Yeah, he did have a little yeah, party. That, that was early in the year. <laughs> uh, the the interesting thing though is if you look at like Robert interesting, interesting. shout out Baldo part two. <laughs> how how is Robert Alford tearing his pectoral muscle right now? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy because like you're not really tackling in the NFL. Well, we have practices. three tech injuries right now in the in, in the league. We have three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just like I don't know how that. I'm sure they're locking up and hitting a little bit, but it's like we're still only a few practices in. A lot. Of, I'm not sure if these teams have gone like full pads yet. The COVID titties, man. And I think I saw something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I saw something. I think the NFL made them made the teams have to do walkthroughs a little bit longer this year instead of like full scrimmaging and hitting and all that. So it, it's really weird that guys are tearing their pecs. Like that's really out of the u- usual. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy injury as it is. So, yeah. But. With all these stories of injuries, we did have one great story this week of someone recovering from injury. Yes. Um, Alex Smith is back. He's back after having 17 surgeries on that leg. When he shattered his leg on November 18th in 2018, he literally got sepsis in the following days and it nearly took his entire life away from him. He was in the hospital. That's crazy. He spent the next month in the hospital and then three three months in a wheelchair. And this man is back today. He's doing three-step drops. He, he looks not full speed yet, but he still has a little bit of fluidity. He still can do his three-step drops and all his other movement, like looking like a normal QB. It's just not as quick, not as mobile as probably kinda. used to be. Will the Redskins come? I hope not. That would be a terrible move. So, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sir, they are not the oh, Redskins the, anymore. The Washington <laughs> football team. The Washington football team is, I don't think they would cut him. I, I don't think he's going to play this year. I don't think, I'm not I, sure if he's supposed to. But. Have you seen how poorly that team is run? Seriously. And Do you believe in Dwayne Haskins is the real question. No. Neither do I. I mean, tanking for fields. Right <laughs> tanking for fields. Fields still trying to play college football. I don't know what's going on with him. We'll talk about that in a second. But what do you think the Redskins will be? Or, oh, I'm sorry. The football uh, uh, team will be named. Golly. Uh, who knows? Every single name that they were going to use got trademarked by that one dude. Sir, sir, <laughs> this, this is a family show. No. All they, all they had to do was just change their logo to a potato, and they'd have been fine. I mean, I don't mind the Washington 
football team. It's kind of like one of the soccer teams in Europe. Like you don't really care about their nicknames. So this is like, America. You, you, like how many people actually know like Liverpool is the Reds? Like you just call them Liverpool or you call them Barcelona or whatever. You call but them the skins. If they're going to, oh, jeez. <laughs> whatever they do, I think if they're going to rebrand, let's get rid of this like brown color they got and this weird burgundy. Go see the off, of, uh, off of the movie. Bring Shane Falco in at QB. We'll have a great time. Who? You've never yes. seen The Replacements? No, I haven't seen the replacements. Oh my goodness, you got homework. You better watch the damn replacements. Sir, you have homework. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm giving you homework now. Shit. I hate that. <laughs> okay, we're, ha- we're, we're having a quiz next week. You better be ready. Damn. <laughs> it's going to be a quiz about basketball, too. Oof. Well, in, our, right, closing, uh, in our closing few minutes here of football, anybody got any like big... Uh, storylines or uh, big things they're looking out for in football coming up or anything like that? I mean, are you talking NFL or yeah. we, we still got some college football we need to talk about? Well, yeah, I mean, closing out NFL, with the Cowboys. move on to college. I mean, the, the one thing I wanted to wrap up with Alex Smith is I just wanted to ask y'all was like, do you think he should be playing in the first place? I think if he wants to play. <laughs> I think he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. That's true. He, he's open to it, but Man, those I, I'm not sure if y'all seen the pictures of the scars and stuff like that. Oh, it's it, well, it, his legs, first of all, bent. It's like curvy now, which is weird. But like I, I'm I'm honestly concerned if he gets hit so that <laughs> he way. He probably shouldn't be playing, but I'm not gonna tell him what to do. Yeah, like if he wants to keep making millions and he's yeah, willing right. to do that, he's putting his he's literally he could lose his leg. That's kind of scary. Like, sure. I'd go uh, play NFL Adam football is still with playing. one leg. Adam Vinatieri is still playing, but the the dude they compared his inter- injury to uh, Feisman, um, he said that Alex Smith's injury was worse. But mm. I guess which is crazy because he's Theismann stopped playing. So I mean, but yeah. obviously, obviously, modern medicine we've come a long way. Yeah, well, was Alex. Yeah, you just think an ACL would end your career, and and then Adrian Peterson got one and then came back better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we had Dewan Blair in the NBA playing without ACLs. I'm, I'm not sure if y'all remember that for the Spurs. <laughs> no, yeah. He was that on was the awesome. Mavericks, too. He was on the Mavericks, too. <laughs> that was kind of... I, I love when the announcers would bring that up. I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> I guess you could do that. Huh, cool. But, uh, yeah, he probably... If he wants to play... Well, I mean, I'm behind him. I'll root for him. I'm not rooting for the what, the name to be determined, but... I, I hope he does well. I hope he stays healthy. I hope he still gets that bag. Um, yeah, that's kind of it for the Alex Smith. That's kind of it for NFL. We're well, going to do some... One oh, one okay. last thing I wanted to say for the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Quentin will like this. Uh, Drew Pearson is eligible to go into the Hall of Fame. That is true. That is true. He was, uh, what do they call it, the legacy pick? I think I think so. It's uh, something like that. It's but uh, yeah, and basically, everyone who gets picked is this thing. It's not he's not guaranteed in yet, but uh, but basically everybody that does get picked does this ends up getting getting voted in, and he absolutely deserves it. If Lynn Swan is there, good God, you better put Drew Drew Pearson in. That is such it, a cheap shot. 
It's it's kind of ridiculous how political the NFL Hall of Fame is. Uh, it's just like the MLB Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. Tell me who is the who is the guy uh, um, <clears throat> that didn't or there there was I think there were three three or four people that didn't vote Ken Griffey Jr. in hundred percent and it's one guy that didn't vote Jeter, huh? What one guy didn't vote for yeah. Jeter? Yeah, one what, guy was that Mark? Jeter. Was that Mark Wahlberg who shot Jeter? <laughs> <laughs> Should have shot a right. Should have shot Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's all political, uh, man. I I hate the way they vote for Hall of Fame, but yeah, yeah. It, it should be. You that's know why they should do? wasn't a first ballot. To absolutely should have been a first ballot, and that's criminal. Shoot, To come back. To still he, did come he, back. He'd be the be the first. Has there ever been a player that's gotten into the Hall of Fame and come back and play? I do not think that's so. Rap- that would be crazy. Not. Well, what if he plays really poorly and they're like, you know, let's take this back. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Brett Favre. <laughs> Seriously, he's always willing to come out of retirement. He's looking jacked right now. He's definitely in shape. Those you Wranglers, know. man. The Wranglers. <laughs> he, he probably doesn't want to go away from that Wrangler money and that. What was it? The Copper Top? Is that what the, the other brand of his? Yeah. Hey, Those things will make your knees feel right, okay? <laughs> Or his, uh, his uh, voice. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> that, was that was my Brett Favre voice. It uh, sounded like okay. a feminine Brett Favre. Oh, I got you. Hold on. A little more country here. Not even close. I, like I, don't, I, don't, even think you, I don't even think you know what Brett Favre sounds like. I don't know what Brett Favre sounds like. I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> Isn't he from like... <laughs> Is he from Louisiana? Or is he from like the Appalachian? I, Mississippi. I just know he's a country dude that I, I wears digress. way too tight Wranglers. I digress. <laughs> I digress. Let's uh, let's move on to college football, Mississippi, because there are two important things. Um, Big Ten is an absolute shit show. Of course, <laughs> we got we got the participation trophy parents coming in. They're <laughs> flying into the Big Ten headquarters basically trying to complain trying to get the season going this Karen's is just and kyle to the rescue karen's and kyle's to the rec- rescue and it's just it's a disaster there's nothing good that the big Ten could do to salvage this at this point if they return to playing that looks terrible and they will get torched by the, the kind of liberal media would torch them not so much you'd have all the outbreaks which would be terrible and the any potential concerns with players um but at the same time, it's like if you stay right now, you, you're legally stuck in contracts where teams can't leave the conference. They can't really play. So, and they can't make money in the fall. So it's kind of just like, okay, do you want to burn cash or do you want to burn reputation and people's lives? What do you want? Reputation. Pick your poison. Burn reputation. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather watch some Big Ten football. Pac 12, I don't give a damn. <laughs> they can do whatever the hell they want. They I mean, could outside of like Ohio State and Penn State, Big Ten football is like watching paint dry. Well, shout out to Iowa football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted Iowa to join the Big Twelve so they could play TCU. <laughs> oh, jeez, that would be so terrible. <laughs> Ten to seven would be the final of that game. Oh my gosh. Gary, Gary Patterson would have more pounds of sweat on him than what points would be scored. A- anyways, let's <laughs> quickly, last topic of the day. We had the top 25 by CBS without the Big Ten, which was kind of cool to see. Um, 
And already I got a big problem. Texas A&M, number nine. Now, Texas A&M, they're going to be good this year. But, man, that is way too high. Uh, they think they're going to be good every year, though. Yeah, it's, it's the same with Texas coming in at number 11. The two Texas schools. Let's, can we lower the bar and the expectations, please? Like, can we can we start in, like, the upper, like, 18, 19 range? Like, I, I'm tired of us coming in in, like, the top 10 and, like, us just underachieving. It's just, it pisses me off. Y'all should just off. start unranked. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I like being ranked. So what you were <laughs> Even, saying is you are not back. No, they're not. Let me answer uh, we're, that. We're, we're semi back. No. <laughs> back to mediocrity after last season. Back to mediocrity. We freaking smoked Utah in that game. Like we're so, we're so it's, it's the same team from last year. Just it's the Pac-12 now guys team. are healthy. I mean, that is a good point, but it still was like one of the best Pac-12 teams. It's a Pac-12 team. <laughs> Man, Pac-12 has gone downhill. But uh, other notable teams, Memphis, UCF, two fun teams, 14-15. Iowa State, 17. My dad would be proud. <laughs> and Is this my, <laughs> And my favorite top 25 team, Appalachian State, Let's coming go. in at 25. Do they Let's go. Oh, and also oh wait, they can't play Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's out. Baylor's at 23, by the way. But Appalachian State, after all those years of grinding out in the FCS, they're in the top 25. How amazing is that? Now they can be pretty cool all the time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll start making a little run. Maybe it'll be like the new Boise State because Boise State's kind of been falling off. Who knows? Boise State's just kind of like in a rut. I think it's because the Mountain West is pretty... Yeah, it's gone, it's gone down and yeah, uh, like, competitiveness, unfortunately. Like BYU and Utah left, then Boise joined, then TCU left, and it's just kind of mediocre, except like San Diego State's randomly good every once in a while. Yeah, but then you got the Air Forces and the New Mexico's and the Colorado <laughs> States. They're just like, bro, what are we doing? Hey, Colorado doing? State. Colorado State. Occasionally, they've completely fallen off, though. Yeah. They yeah. they just have randomly have like good receivers. That is very true. New Mexico they occasionally have decent running backs, but nothing else. And Danny Granger. <laughs> and Danny Granger. <laughs> Basketball's falling off too, but not to just shit on my old school. Now, why, why don't you go on your current school? Oh, I, I I gladly would, especially after this week. But I am gonna just you know zip my lip. <laughs> Throw the key away. Um, enjoy, do that. enjoy your cold water burger. <laughs> enjoy my cold water burger. <laughs> but uh, you know ra- that wraps up college football, and that wraps up our show for today. It's kind of it sad. It does. We are out of time, <laughs> man. How sad. I know. Honestly, it was kind of a slow week. There wasn't much going on. Kind of sad. Yeah. But we're gonna it's have a lot a going squinting. on. Hey. And, and Cody. Oh no, huh? we're gonna have a terrible ending again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh NBA playoffs are gonna be full swing. 
by the time next week. MLB will be close to the playoffs. NFL and college football will be closer to the season. Actually, I think one week away for college football. So we'll definitely have so much more to talk about next week. We appreciate y'all who listen, who are our day one fans, our OGs. We'd appreciate you. We appreciate you. We'd appreciate you. Please, uh, (laughs) if you enjoy the show, pass it on to your friends and family. Uh, We're trying to build this up. Um, Follow us on social media. Yeah, don't cancel. If you don't already follow us on social media, if you want to cancel Quinn, tweet at his Twitter account, just not our account. (laughs) Yeah, it should be something like uh, Dale Gribble or. I don't know. Rusty <laughs> Who knows? He keeps changing. It's confusing. But yeah, follow yeah. us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We also are up on Facebook. Follow our Facebook page. Um, we want to thank Texas Sports Life again for uh, supporting us and growing our following. Um, and then other notable things. There's going to be no MMA show this week. I know Yay. it's here. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> oh, but I, I, from what I've heard, I think uh, Matt Powell will be back again, maybe on one of our next episodes. We had a pretty good show, although we are completely wrong in like all our picks. Good, which sucks. <laughs> but uh, that that's it for our uh, kind of our notes for the next couple of weeks. Just be ready for our next episode next week. And yeah, it's been thank you real all. talking to y'all. Thank y'all. Give us some Have feedback. A good one. Yes, give us some feedback. We'll talk to y'all later. Adios. Yes, sir.